0: Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Eva Venari, founder of the Elevate Institute, your host for this segment of Owning Your Health where we explore alternative ways to be more consciously aware of truly owning what it takes to take care of your body Both at work and in today's health with health today's health thought leaders. That's what I wanted to say. Our topic today is the link between mindfulness and intuition. This is one of my favorite topics. I love bringing all of this. let's call it metaphysical, we'll call it what it is, into the workplace, and I think it's something that's being explored a great deal today. And our leading lady to talk with us is Rena Vacone. She is founder and CEO of Passion Fit and author of The Wellness Empowered Woman. She serves companies, nonprofits, universities, schools, and the media through Passion Fit products, services, and content on fitness, nutrition, mindfulness, and the work-life balance. Good afternoon, Rena, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today, Eva. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Me too. I love this. And I, I really want to jump right in with the deep end and, and both feet. I, yeah. I want to know what, yeah. <laughs> Let's do <laughs> Excuse it. Yourself. Let's do it. So I, I want to get right to it and ask, what do you, why, why is it so important to listen to your gut? And, and I want to know more about this link between mindfulness and intuition.
2: Yeah, I think it's a really important topic, and it's one that I cover um, in one of the early chapters in my book that you mentioned, The Wellness Empowered Woman. Um, I think with everything that's happening right now in the world with our pandemic, um, there's just so much going on. Um, Technology causes us to often be overconnected, where we're always texting, checking email, social media. You know, the the lines between work and home life are blurred more than ever, especially because many of us have been working remotely for the last 15, 16, 17 years. 17 months, And I think, you know, we can often neglect our inner voice and our intuition and gut because there's just so much noise around us in day-to-day life. And that was happening, I think, even pre-pandemic, but I think it's probably even more so now. Um, and that can just lead us to neglect what's happening in our bodies, what's happening for us mentally or emotionally. If we're, you know, maybe trying to make a big life decision or a change or we're in a situation that's not healthy for us, if we're not clear-headed um, and, and able to really open ourselves up to what our intuition might be telling us, then you know that could you know put us in, on a path that maybe we don't want to be on. And that's where I do feel that mindfulness is a really important practice to start to quiet our mind and, and get the space to be able to tune out and drown out all of that outside noise to really listen to what we need and what our mind and body is telling us.
1: Well, you're bringing up this really good point that as you're talking, I'm thinking about this. It's like if we've been told to sit on our hands for a period of time and not go into work, we can get complacent and start to Mm -hmm. decide not to listen to that inner voice. Have you found that to be a a thing, (laughs) let's call it that, during COVID?
2: Absolutely, yeah. I think COVID has, you know, you could go in one of two directions. You could be really resilient and deal with the adversity and, you know, turn you know a, a difficult situation into an opportunistic one, for, professionally speaking, but at the same time, it could be so numbing and so scary, and I think that's been the case for a lot of people where there's so much uncertainty that you do kind of get complacent in your job, in your life. You just don't feel like you can take steps forward, um, and I do think that you know having that time to, to understand what's happening for you internally is important, and again, mindfulness could allow you the opportunity to do that and it doesn't necessarily need to be meditation per se it could be if that works for you but maybe it's just going out and taking a walk in nature or writing in a journal or talking to a loved one or you know just getting away from the daily grind so that you can get into a more thoughtful and mindful and even creative space to come up with solutions to any challenges you might be facing yeah I mean and you're bringing
1: aboard something to um the corporate arena especially that it's mm-hmm. always been very rigid and very much here's what your job is do it this way and not other but you're bringing in something that's more fluid and even dynamic and I would even say more feminine in nature
2: absolutely Does that sound about right yeah yeah, I would agree. I think, you know, we, we can get caught up in just doing what is told of us, and that could happen in corporate jobs. I mean, I've worked in the corporate space for many years for large Fortune 500 companies, and um, that can happen. Um, I think some companies are better than others in giving employees that creative freedom to, to think and grow and, and do things differently. But, um, it, you know, in a time like this where people, I think, again, are in places they haven't been in a pandemic, trying to work remotely, uncertain maybe about their job security, they kind of do lean on just doing what they're told to do. And maybe that feminine energy, as you mentioned, Eva, that, that freedom and that space to create, um, whether you work for somebody else or you're an entrepreneur and you work for yourself, is uh, really, really important, um, whether we're in a pandemic or not. Um, and it's important to tap into to that skill set.
1: Yeah, I'm just wondering what the post-pandemic work world whether it's entrepreneurship or all the way to the other extreme of of working for corporations and I mean solopreneurship, you know, that's when you're mm-hmm. by yourself all the way to that the spectrum all the way into being um I hate to say it but a number in a very large company. It's it's I I think there is not going to be a snap back to an old normal way. So I can see where where understanding your passion is really important. And so I, I wanna dig into to that as well. We we did. We jumped right into the deep end, we cannonballed it. And I wanna know
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good more to me. about
1: I know. I wanna know more
2: about Passion Fit itself and um, how it came
1: to you and what gave you the
2: idea. Yeah, so Passion Fit was born um, seven years ago. Um, so in the summer of two thousand and fourteen and Um, It's a little bit over seven years ago, and it came at a time in my life where, um, and I think many women can relate to this, you know, as I mentioned, I did work in corporate America for about 16, 17 years. At that time, I was working for Google. Uh, My husband also had come over to Google a few years after I was there, so we had both of us working in Silicon Valley for, you know, a large tech company with a toddler and a baby, two boys, and, you know, I've always been very driven, um, you know, really have enjoyed the digital media space and the tech industry and, uh, you know, definitely a go-getter. But I think things changed for me when we did end up having not just one but two children. And it's difficult when, you know, I was in a client-facing role. I was traveling. um, My husband was also having to travel quite a bit as well because he was working on some M&A deals at the time for Google. And, you know, we just hit a point where we experienced burnout, which I know so many people do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was important for me to be not only excelling in my career but even more importantly to be a hands-on mother to my two children and I just felt that working mom's guilt that a lot of women feel my health was suffering as was my husband's and I talk a lot about this in the book and you know I kind of came to a place of I lost sight of my own health and well-being which is an ironic thing for me because when you were asking about passions Eva one of my greatest passions has always been around health and wellness and fitness and dance and all those types of activities. Um, I've been teaching fitness classes since I was a freshman in college I've been dancing since I was seven years old um, just as hobbies I've pursued certifications in health and fitness and nutrition and mindfulness and other practices and for me the mindfulness actually comes very naturally because I'm first generation born Indian American as well and yoga and meditation is something that I grew up with and learned from my parents and grandparents so it was ironic that you know I always knew what it meant to you know be healthy and to stay physically active and to eat eat well and get good sleep and all of that. But then in the midst of a very demanding career and two young children, I lost sight of it. And I think in that experience of burnout, I knew that I wanted to make changes in my life and my family's life, and that's where it led me back to my passions of health and wellness. And I realized, you know, there's a lot of other women out there that have probably been experiencing what I'm experiencing, and I want to find solutions and find support and build a community and help these women to know that, you know, while it's not easy, and we all do struggle in our own ways, if we can leverage wellness as a tool to help us as mothers, as professional women, as wives, as significant others, or whatever roles we play, um, you know, maybe we can change, you know, the outcome of, of that so many of us face when we do have children or we have other responsibilities in our lives. And maybe wellness can sort of help us to still be active in our careers and, and continue to, you know, fight for gender equity in the workplace and all these things that we're always talking about these days, um, but also be the hands-on parents or hands-on whatever relationships we have that we want to be. And so that's really where this came from. And that's where, um, you know, I do personal professional development coaching. And consulting, I do. I lead wellness retreats. Um, I've developed a signature line of fitness and dance classes. I have an online course on work-life balance. So just lots of different products and services. But most importantly, it's to bring women together. It's to educate you know different types of organizations and companies on how to leverage wellness because it just it goes beyond the physical. And I think it is it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual, and physical. And it's I think important even now more than ever after what we've experienced with the pandemic.
1: It's almost like the pandemic
2: created even a greater need for it. Yes, definitely. And it's I an think editorial there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And even on the on the on the professional level and corporate level, I think companies are realizing that too—that it's not a nice to have, but it's a necessity to care for your employees.
1: Now you made this change long before COVID, and I re- I really don't want to make a conversation about COVID, but I just I want I'm curious to know you were in mm-hmm.
2: corporate was it hard to walk away from your career to launch this business absolutely it was 100% probably the most difficult decision that I ever made in my career um, especially working for a wonderful company like Google. Um, You know, I had a great management team, a wonderful team of peers and colleagues, and I loved my job. There was nothing wrong with the job. It was just I knew how demanding it was. I knew what was expected of me and what I was expecting of myself. And I, you know, like many women, tend to put a lot of pressure on myself to, you know, produce my best work. I'm a very type A personality. I'm a recovering perfectionist, which I talk about in the book as well. (laughs) I I think a lot of women can relate to. Um, and mm-hmm. so it was hard. It took me two years to have the courage to leave. Um, but I think you—you, you it's kind of like when you meet you know, your soulmate in life, when they say, you know, you know, I think when it comes to making major life decisions, even within your career, there just comes a time when you know. And talking about what we were saying earlier about listening to your gut and your intuition, I had that point um, where I, I just knew that yes i can I could keep going down this path, but I don't want it to be to the detriment of my family and my health and my own well being and I just knew that it would be um, and again, I talk about this in the book it would just be better for me to not give up my career because that was very important to me was to find a way to continue to leverage my skills and all the years of training that I had working for these wonderful companies and put them to use to to build my own and seven years later, yeah. I can say that i, I i'm proud of the decision i made it wasn't easy it was difficult and i certainly had days where i wondered if i made the right decision and i questioned myself um Mm -hmm. but i think sometimes you just have to keep going if you truly believe in what you're doing and if you feel like you're making a positive impact then don't give up on it and and keep going and see where you can take it because you don't want to regret not having tried at all well especially since you came
1: into this line of consciousness you call it the epiphany it's like when you've been given an opportunity to to bring in an insight and gift to help and serve others i i almost feel like people say oh you have a passion eva I, I wish i had a passion like you did i'm like be careful what you ask for because once you have a passion and you've been tapped on the shoulder you know where i'm going <laughs> that's right <laughs> you feel like you really can't do anything else and and quite often there's obstacles to staying where you are Mm-hmm. So um, that there then brings is. me to the next question. Before we go to break, I want to ask this question: It's like when uh, yeah. when when you look at a company before you, as you're starting to work with them, what are the differences in individuals as you start to work with them and they start to bring in, you know, their passions for not only fitness but for overall well-being all the way to spirituality. Like, what are you seeing the differences in the workplace?
2: The differences um, in the co- that the companies are in terms of how they're I, dealing with employees? or
1: That's a really good question. Yeah, I, I didn't define it well enough. I think it's, it's no a two-part worries. question. There is definitely how is the business itself getting impacted at a cultural level, and then the individuals who are working with you and coaching, what's happening with them as employees? Are people deciding to leave and go somewhere else, or are they finding peace mm. where they are? That's, that's, my, that's a question yeah. that I'm looking for. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think, you know, I work with clients in various stages of life. So a lot of times, um, you know, many could be early on in their career um, or maybe they're new moms and they're just for the very first time grappling with how they're going to manage having children and keeping their careers going. Um, I work with women in mid-career. I work with women later on in their careers as they're pondering retirement. So, um, you know, it's a wide age range. And I think, um, you know, depending on um, where they're coming from, some companies. Maybe do provide enough flexibility where they feel like, you know, it is sustainable or it's manageable, but they just need to maybe change a few of their own habits or, you know, their daily schedule or need to learn how to be more productive. There are other women who, yeah, they're, they're not happy. They're in a job that's just, you know, taken over their life or they feel burnt out or they just can't continue to be on the path that they're on and they want to make a change. Um, and I work with other women who are entrepreneurs as well, and they've they've made that change or that leap and they've decided to do something on their own or build a, a startup or, um, you know, some, acquire a company or something of that nature. So um, it, it really is a wide range of experiences. And I think the, the key connector, though, in all of these situations is, you know, I think women can be... We can Often be our our biggest critics. We can um, often put everybody else and everything else above ourselves. Um, I, it's wonderful that many women are such great caretakers, but if we're always doing it consistently at the expense of ourselves, then that's where that burnout and that unhappiness and feeling depleted really comes from. And I'm I've been one of those women. You know, I, I've done that, and I know many women have as well. So I think it's it's getting back to okay. I understand, you know, you have all these important roles or you have this career that matters to you and your family matters to you, but let's talk about you and let's focus on what we can do to get you back to what really makes you feel good about yourself, what you're passionate about. Let's let's look at your health and how you're sleeping, how you're eating. Are you moving your body? Are you tuning into that intuition? Are you managing your stress? And if you're not doing all of those things, and again, I know it sounds like this big, daunting, long list of things you have have to do, um, mm-hmm. and, but we as, as wellness professionals, Eva, we know that it's. Yep. it might sound daunting, but if you can find ways to take it one step at a time and slowly incorporate one practice at a time and make it a part of your daily routine, then you're going to be able to see the difference in how you feel and how you operate and how you approach the world, and it takes work, and it's ongoing work. It's not something that you just do and then you're set. I mean, it, these are daily practices practices, just like brushing our teeth every day or showering every day. We still have to take care of all these other things. Um, And so it's just working with clients on how do we do that for them, taking their own unique needs and fears and personality traits and family dynamics and work dynamics into consideration. And it's a process, and it's complex, and it's messy, but it's also beautiful at the same time.
1: (laughs) You're talking my language.
2: And if (laughs) I want to
1: hear more about – ways that women can be more productive in keeping all of that in mind which does sound like a huge bite but first i do want Mm -hmm. to take a quick sponsor break so let's hear from michelle and she's going to help us out with that Thanks, Eva.
0: Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners like you, Eva. And now back to your show.
2: (laughs)
1: Thanks, Michelle. (laughs) And we are back here with Rena, and she's from Passion Fit. And I want to say this, to hear her TEDx talk called Why Wellness is the Secret to Personal and Professional Success, go to YouTube or TEDx.com you can search on that that title and you'll find it readily there um, you know, I want to get back to this this conversation about productivity and that massive to do list you gave us. <laughs> All this we have to be aware of. So, Sorry, if I overwhelmed um, everyone. I know, no, you know what? It, it is the same conundrum that I face. You know, you, you mentioned as a healthcare professional, we're dealing with holistic. It's never just one thing. It's not a pill, right?
2: That's right. So this
1: is a great, great, and, and I, I want to hear it too because there's ways that I explain it, but I would love to hear you know what you're doing too and Mm -hmm. um, get into that. So what advice do you give for women who want to be more productive and keep all of that in mind at the same time for their wellness and well-being?
2: Yeah, you know, I I agree. I think looking at wellness from a holistic perspective is really important. Um, I I definitely, when working with clients, look at all of those elements because they are are also interrelated. And I do think that productivity does play a role in that. And the biggest role that, in my opinion, it plays is, you know, reducing stress when you are able to be organized and be productive and set realistic goals. I know I gave you all that long laundry list but I'm a huge believer in be- <laughs> yep. making behavior changes simple and being really realistic with your goals because I've, I've done the you know in college and grad school early on in my career that make the list of 30 things I'm going to get done on my to-do list every day and then I end up feeling <laughs> yes. like a failure because of who's right. going to get that done right and so I've yes. learned <laughs> and now I practice that myself, and I also encourage that with my clients. And that's to, you know, every day from a productivity standpoint, just pick the top, maybe three, five at the very most things that you need to get done, both in your personal life and your professional life. These are the needle-moving, revenue-generating, you know, strategic thinking types of work that are really going to help take you to the next level in your in your job, on a project with a client, and then also things that you know are just really important. In in your personal life as well, whether it's with your kids or your spouse or even for yourself. And if you can just focus on those few things, then anything else that you do on top of that, great, that's icing on the cake. But if you know that you accomplished those big important things, it's almost going to feel like a weight lifted off your shoulders because one, you did things that are within your, your reach. They're, they're not so unsustainable um, and they were the important things that you needed to get done. So you can still end that day feeling accomplished and feeling like you are, you know, one step further towards whatever goals you have. And I really think that that will ease your stress, your anxiety, and maybe even help you sleep better because you're not worried about something that you were supposed to get done that you didn't. And I know that's easier said than done. And you might say, but, you know, Rena, I I have more than three to five important priorities. I literally have (laughs) ten that I need to get done. And, but I think if we really break it down and, and, and boil it down, I, I think you can probably at least whittle it down a little bit more than that um, so that it can feel more realistic. So that's one. And then I would say the other big productivity tip that I have is become best friends with your calendar if you aren't all ready. I um, tend to color code my calendar. I Again, I'm very type A, so my approach might be a little bit too stringent for some people, but <laughs> I, have I just no mind like for, that too, yeah. <laughs> right. Like it just, yes. I don't know, for me, there is calmness and harmony when I see my calendar and I and I know what all the color, I talk about this in the book, I have different color, like blue is for my boys and, you know, there's a, one shade of green is for my professional meetings and purple is for self-care and I just can look at it and at least I know what I have to get done, what's expected of me and where I've also built in time for myself so that I don't feel like that I'm going to be overwhelmed and there's not going to be any time for me to take a breath. And, you know, I I think that that, again, whatever approach works for each person is, it's going to be individual, but that's just my example of how you can kind of break your day up and the tasks that you have um, into bite-sized pieces and then also have natural, Points in your day where you've built in that time for self-care. So back to when we were saying it sounds overwhelming that you have to do all of these things. If you always know what, you know, you're going to go to sleep by, every night, and you're putting your screens away by 9 p.m., and you always know that you're going to listen to a meditation app in the morning, I do it while I brush my teeth, you know, and um, if it's built into your day, then one, it's going to happen, hopefully, and and you're, you're going to be taking care of yourself, and two, you just kind of know then what's coming next and what's coming next, and yes, there's going to be surprises, and yes, there's going to be chaos that comes that you weren't expecting, but having some sort of a plan just allows you to feel somewhat empowered and as much in control of the day as you can be
1: yeah those, those are great tips i like them all and you you mentioned also Me um yeah <laughs> in the book we, had, we, we talked before about before the before the show today we talked separately but you mentioned that you encourage women to always make time for the three f's and so
2: i want i want to know more about that yeah. what are
1: they why are they so important to living a hey, balanced life. Tell
2: us more. Yes. Um, so the three F's are family, friends, and fun. And I think, you know, it's it's the essence of our life, right? At the end of the day, what are we working for if we're not making time for those we love, our family, our friends that are so important in our lives, and having some fun. And I think, again, the last year, if you know, in the pandemic, fun was not to be had as often, and we all know that. Um, but I think it's made us prioritize, hopefully, our loved ones and our family, and friends more than ever. And, you know, when we are able to have a little bit of fun, you know, I think now we're in a place in the world where we're grateful for it because we've in some ways forgot what it was like. Um, and I just think that, you know, these are the the fibers of our life that give it meaning, that make it rich. And so when we are, you know, focusing on work and and goals that we have and success that, you know, so many of us are wanting to attain, just remember how you define success. And if your success is at the expense of the three Fs, then you know, that's going to catch up with you eventually. Um, It happened to me. Um, I think it's happened to many women. And so don't Mm -hmm. lose sight of those things that matter most um, and and try to build in time. Again, maybe it's back to putting it color coded in your calendar, but then at least you can try to make it happen, whether it's just bonding time with your loved ones every day or time to just do something that brings you joy. It could be the simplest thing like, um, you know, listening to music or, you know, cooking with your family in the kitchen or, you know, everyone can define what it is for them, but just having those joyful moments with the people you love will make each day more meaningful and just will contribute to your overall wellness as well as your overall success in everything you do.
1: I like it. Well, of course, I like any anything that's holistic in nature and keeps in mind those very important things that we often tend to overlook because we're trying so hard to make money to put food on the table
2: for our loved ones. You just forget the right. priorities. The other way right. around? <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. Um, and, you, and that's a yeah. good point, though, Eva. I know, you know, depending on people's line of work and professions and their family situations, I mean, yes, there are going to be times where you, you just, there isn't time for fun because you are trying to just earn money to support your family. And, and I definitely want to be sensitive to that. We all have different stories and different life situations.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I do know that you have on an offer for our listeners today, and I want to make sure that they hear about that. It's the seven-step holistic approach to wellness. Tell us more Mm -hmm. about that and how
2: they can get it. Yes, so you can get it um, when you sign up for my free PassionFit Global Newsletter and you can get to that just simply from going to passionfit.com at the very top of the website. You will actually see it. It literally says subscribe now to download my seven-step holistic approach to wellness and um, it will just allow you to have, I consider it like a little a cheat sheet that you can download and you know print out if you'd like, put it on your refrigerator or keep it somewhere filed away in your phone or on your computer to refer back to And it basically just summarizes, you know, the main areas of holistic health and well-being that I work with clients on, that I speak to companies about. Um, I've written about a lot of this in my book and talked about it in my TEDx talk. And it's just a way for you to have that reminder because sometimes it's, you know, these are things that we all know. It's those things like, you know, we all know we need to eat more vegetables and we need to exercise for at least 30 minutes a day. It's like the things our doctors tell us and, you know, that our moms have told us over the years. Um, But I think having that as a reminder and Also, just remembering when you do practice those things, how it makes you feel um, is probably one of the most important things I can say because if you remember how much better you do feel from doing those things, hopefully that will motivate you to keep doing them. Um, and it's, it's easy to forget, and so this, um, this downloadable PDF is there as, as just a nice reminder. And the cool part is it's it's got a word map, so it spells out each of the seven things if you look downward, um, um, vertically it'll spell the word passion so then hopefully you'll think of passion bit
1: <laughs> ah, a good way to anchor that's really that's a good idea
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like it. thank you thank,
1: yeah thank you for sharing that and if, if y'all are listening in a place where you simply can't write that down just remember that website and the link to it will be in our show notes on the page where you're listening so yeah. I just wanted to make sure you need that yeah so thank very you. good. This brings us to the end of our show. We are just about out of time, and I want to say thank you so much for being our guest today, Rena.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Eva. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I hope that it's helpful for people listening in. And, again, I think the key takeaway is take it one step at a time. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and daunting, but, you know, thinking about it holistically will only benefit you, and, and hopefully you can, you know, find, find the right approach for you.
1: Yeah, little, little tiny bits with some sort of a path to follow, I think, is so ideal, and that's what you are you seem to be providing. And so I'm, I'm going to go to your website and download those seven steps myself just to see what it's all about.
2: <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, I hope you enjoy <laughs> yeah, it. Thank and you. thank yeah. you again for having me. It was such a pleasure to speak with you today.
1: Oh, thank you. And you've been our leading lady for today on our international show called the uh, – it's Women Lead Radio, and we are listened to from all over the world, um, both U.S. and international audiences. We are on twice a week. That's going to be Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific and Fridays, like today, at 2 p.m. Pacific. And it's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. This is Eva Venari, founder of the Elevate Institute, reminding you to question everything.
0: Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like focused business business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.